I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the host and they are the ones with the most. They're in charge. They're the one in the cap's, captain's chair. and They're at the wheel. Therefore, they are steering this ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you all here. Welcome to His Hard Line. It is Saturday, March 4th, 2023, and this is episode 470. And we're going to be doing a reading out of Genesis chapter 9 with a little summary. I do apologize for the extreme, extreme, extreme latency of this show, which typically starts at 7, as you all know, it's 7.30. And uh, yeah, I tell you what, today has been that day. Um, <laughs> and it must be in the air because it's been that day for a lot of people. Uh, at my work, it seems to be in the air for everybody. Um, the, I guess the number one term of the day that I recall hearing from the bulk of, uh, my coworkers, uh, my fellow drivers was, it is a, uh, Oh, how do I want to say it without sounding crude? It's a bit of a show. Yeah. It is just one of those days. So to put it in summation. I got home, 
my wife actually texted me. She goes, hey, do you want to come over to my mom's today? Because her and my daughter over there right now, my mother-in-law's birthday is tomorrow. So, the, you know, my sister and brother-in-law and their four kids are over there. Um, my wife and, you know, daughter's over there. And I, at first I was thinking about going, but then I said, no. I said, I, I'm just extremely, I'm extremely tired. I said, I'm extremely tired. I'm very wiped. Um, and I said, I'm just, I'm really looking forward to getting home. So anyway, <clears throat> I tell you what a day. Yeah. Oscar, you got it right. It was a dumpster fire of a day. Um, and that's putting it lightly. And so anyways, I get, I get back to the yard, park my truck. Um, I was already five, six minutes behind, um, getting my truck back to my night driver. Um, my last gas station that I was delivering at had two cars that were parked over my fills, uh, my drop holes, you know, where I put the gas into the ground. I was like, oh, this is great. If I didn't have those cars, of course, then I would be back on time. But, you know, I hate being late for my co-driver. For me, you know, and I get things happen. It's out of my control. But it just kind of was like, okay, come on, come on. So anyways, I did my delivery, got back, did my paperwork, just was I was like rearing to get the heck out of there. Well, one of my coworkers, um, and he's not listening live now, but he listens to the downloads a lot in the truck. I'm not going to mention his name, but uh, he knows who I'm talking about. We're going to keep him in our prayers later on because, you know, when I was uh, – just kind of going about saying, Oh, I can't wait to get out of here. I, I just, I'm clocking out, I'm getting the heck out of here. And my coworker was just standing there and he goes, Um, buddy, um, uh, as I'm walking past him, he says, Can I, can I ask you for a favor? And, uh, I could tell the tone. I could definitely tell the tone that he had. I said, Yeah, man. I said, Absolutely. What's, what's, what's the favor? He said, I need, I need you to pray for me. I said, you got it. I said, anything, anything specific? He goes, everything. He goes, my, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. He goes, my marriage is in shambles. He goes, my wife is suicidal. I may think I'm suicidal. I'm not sure. He goes, obviously, I don't think I'd do anything, but he's like, I'm just, I'm tired. And he started explaining more, which I'm not going to get into the detail for the sake of time. <clears throat> so we're going to keep my, my, my buddy in prayer. This is a different guy, not not the guy that um, was having marital issues, which, by the way, little update, seems to be that things are getting a little bit better there. Um, so we're going to continue to keep praying, though, for that marriage. But anyway, but yeah, so uh, just, you know, it's just been one of those days. And, you know, everybody after that that I was seeing, you know, that was coming in for the night shift, I would see specific guys. I'm like, hey, have a have a nice shift, you know, or have a safe night. And it was the same the same general phrase oh it's already starting off to be an s show already i'm like oh boy I'm like, that sucks so then i get home and i told my wife i said you know i'm just gonna stay home like i said um i'm just tired but you stay as long as you want like you enjoy your family over there you know i said i'm just gonna stay home so i get home <clears throat> take a shower <laughs> i take a shower and i told my wife i said i'm going to take a nap today i'm just tired myself like legit just physically tired so i set a 25 minute 30 minute timer uh on my phone 
I laid on the couch, which I have, haven't done in a while, and I fell asleep. And my alarm went off. It was like, I don't know, 5 o'clock. I started thinking to myself, I'm like, yeah, maybe I should start doing that special recording project I'm going to do. I'm like, nah, I'm like, I'm still a little tired. I'm like, I'll, I'll sleep another half hour. So I set my timer again. Then next thing you know, I wake up, it's 5.30. Set it again. Next thing I know, it's 6. Now I'm like completely losing track of time as I'm falling asleep, waking up, falling asleep, waking up. And uh, at this point now, finally, I had forgotten, I guess, to set a timer. And I had just woken up naturally. And I shot up like I almost like I was late for work. I'm like, why am I freaking out? I'm not late for work. What the heck's going on? And I looked out my window and it started getting dark out. I was like, I, I was a little disoriented. I was like, whoa, what, what's going on here? So anyway, I look at the clock in my living room. I'm like, holy crap. I'm like, it's almost 7 o'clock. So I come rushing down in the basement to the studio. I turn on the computer. I uncover all the equipment. And uh, and then, of course, my external monitor, which is not really a true computer monitor, by the way, guys. So I might have to actually invest in a better monitor because it's like it's basically like a TV. It's a little, you know, external TV, like a 19-inch TV where I actually have a remote control and I have to turn it on. Well, this ain't going to suffice now that I have uh, Linux uh, for some reason, this TV and the computer with Linux, I don't know why. It just doesn't want to work half the time. I have to mess around with the settings, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off, turn it on. I have to do some settings to like get it to connect. And like it's, it's a ridiculous thing. You wouldn't think it'd be that big of a deal, but you figure, oh, it's just plugged in via HDMI. The minute the computer turns on, the external screen should turn on. No, it does not want to do any of the above. So, yeah, I, I was basically dealing with that for the last half hour. So... Uh, just to provide a little context of why this show is starting at 7.30 and not 7. So there you go. Uh, it's been that kind of day. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you guys are too kind. So anyways, let's get started in the reading, shall we? Again, so sorry for the being, you know, for the, for the tardiness. So we're going to be reading Genesis chapter 9. Oh, a little update. Anybody who is out there waiting for... Um, the interview with uh, Destry on the show from Rumble Patriots with Grit that should be dropping tonight at some point. So be on the lookout for that. So there you go. And uh, one more little housekeeping thing. Make sure you visit the website, www.hishardline.com. Um, share it. Most importantly, share the website, share this podcast. Please let's keep get this growing. It'd be great. Um, but uh, yeah, so Let's get started in the reading. So I'm going to be reading out of the new uh, King James Version. I've been actually really liking that. So I figure that seems to be the general consensus with a lot of people. They've been liking the new King James Version. So we're going to stick with that. All right. So we're going to talk about God's promise to Noah. <clears throat> this is about, eh, it's 28 verses. And it reads, So God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and fear of you and the dread of you shall be on every beast of the earth, on every bird of the air, on all that move on the earth and all the fish of the sea. They are given into your hand. Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. I've given you all things, even as the green herbs. 
but you shall not eat flesh with its life, that is, its blood. Surely, for your lifeblood, I will demand a reckoning from the hand of every beast, I will require it, and from the hand of man, from the hand of from the hand of every man's brother, I will require the life of man. Whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed. For in the image of God he made man. And as for you, be fruitful and multiply. Bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply in it. Then God spoke to Noah and his sons with him, saying, And as for me, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the cattle, and every beast of the earth with you, of all that go out of the ark, every beast of the earth. Thus I establish my covenant with you. Never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood. Never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is the sign of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I set my rainbow in the clouds, and it shall be for the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. It shall be when I bring a cloud over the earth that the rainbow shall be seen in the cloud, and I will remember my covenant which is between me and you. Every living creature of all flesh and waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. The rainbow shall be in the cloud, and I will look on to it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all the flesh that is on the earth. And God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. Now the sons of Noah who went out of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And Ham was the father of Canaan. And these three were the sons of Noah, and from these the whole earth was populated. And Noah began to be a farmer, and he planted a vineyard. Then he drank of the wine and was drunk, and became uncovered in his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his, of his father, and told his two brothers outside. But Shem and Japheth took a garment, laid it on both their shoulders, and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were turned away, and they did not see their father's nakedness. So Noah awoke from his wine and knew that his younger son had done what his younger son had done to him. Then he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants. He shall be to his brethren. And he said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant. May God enlarge Japheth, and may he dwell in the tents of Shem. And may Canaan be his servant. And Noah lived after the flood 350 years. So all the days of Noah were 950 years, and he died. Wow, you imagine living 950 years? That would be a long, long time here on earth, wouldn't you think? Especially if you have to pay taxes in today's world. It'd be like 950 years. I mean, not to make everything about, you know, I'm not trying to make things about money or taxes, but you know that old saying, right? There's two sure things in life, death and taxes, right? (laughs) 
Well, if you're living 950 actual literal 365 day years, oh man, you imagine the kind of you know craziness that you would witness in almost a millennia? That'd be nuts. Okay, so let me pull up my other screen here. Oh boy, what just happened? I'm just okay. There we go. So, so. <clears throat> A little bit of context here. So chapters 6, 7, and 8 was describing God's destruction of the world in a massive flood. Now in Genesis 9, Scripture describes God's dealings with Noah and his sons following the flood. Now first, God blesses them and gives specific instructions, including the command to fill the earth. And then the next is um, God expands on his promise to never again end life on the earth with a flood. So finally, Noah curses Ham. And blesses Shem and Japheth after Ham tells his brothers about seeing Noah passed out, drunk, and naked. Now, chapters 10 and 11 will sketch out the history of mankind from Noah to Abraham. So as we look on this a little bit further in detail, so Genesis 9 described God's dealings, like I said, with Noah and his sons. And a world remade by the flood. And it could be divided up into three sections. Now first God gives blessings and commands to Noah and his sons, which were very closely echoed, you know, that they echoed his words to Adam and Eve in uh, Genesis 1, verse 28. But with significant difference, God once again blesses mankind with both ability and responsibility to reproduce and fill the earth. Only this time, however, God's instruction to subdue the earth includes the fact that all animals would be fearful of humanity. Now, in Eden, God explicitly gave plants as a food source, as we read in Genesis 1, chapter or chapter 1, verses 29 through 30. Now, after the flood, in addition to plants, humanity is given overt permission to eat animals. However, they are not to be permitted to eat the blood of those animals. In addition, if a person kills another person or an animal kills a person, God will now require the killer's life to be taken, as well as the protection against the kind of violence that raged on the earth before the flood. So in the second section, God expands on his promise from chapter 8 to never again kill every creature on earth with a flood. So God establishes a universal covenant with humanity and the animals and declares that he will make a sign of this covenant. He will set a bow in the clouds, a rainbow. God will cause the rainbow that appears in conjunction with a storm to remind him of this promise. It serves as a reminder of God's grace and mercy to humanity as well. Now, the final section of chapter 9 tells an awkward story of Noah getting drunk from the wine and, you know, uh, from the wine that came from the new vineyard, and he passes out naked in his tent. Now, one of his three sons, Ham, walks into Noah's tent, sees his father naked, leaves the tent, goes and tells his brother, hey, guys, go check this out. Look what, look, look what I've seen. Noah's other two sons, they they go to great lengths to make sure that, you know, Noah's nakedness was covered and tried to do so without looking at him because they, he, you know, it explicitly says how they walked, you know, backwards. Now, while vague on the details here in this section, this passage makes it very, very explicitly clear that Ham had somehow dishonored his father. Now, this story also demonstrates a common theme of Scripture. That all people, even those used by God, are fallible 
and prone to making or masking uh, or making mistakes. Now, when Noah make, wakes up, he curses Ham's son, Canaan, declaring that Ham's descendants will be subservient to the descendants of his brother, Shem and Japheth. And Noah's curse on Canaan includes blessings on both Shem and Japheth, with the first hint that the line of Shem will lead to the creation of God's chosen people. So chapter 9 ultimately ends with a simple report. Basically, where Noah lived 350 more years after the start of the flood for a total lifespan of 950 years. And he will be the last of that patriarch, you know, the last of patriarchs of Genesis to live nearly a millennia. And genealogies of Genesis 11 show a rapidly decreasing maximum to the duration of human life. Makes you wonder what exactly happened what took place that caused man to go from living four five six seven eight nine hundred some odd years down to you know where we're at today 70 80 90 years i mean that's that's decreased that's that's divided down by you know well that's (laughs) that's definitely divided down quite a bit but anyway there was something else i wanted to play for you here and forgive me because like i said um, you'd almost think I was a uh, a rookie in all of this. Oh, that's what I wanted to play. So this is in, oh no, that was the wrong thing. You know, I lost it. Hmm, that sucks. Um, I guess it's not that important after all. So I guess we're gonna end this on a prayer, if nothing else. Hold on, I'm just still scouring what I what I wanted to look for. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Forgive me. Here it is. I did find what I wanted to play. Make sure I have my volume up here. It goes back to one of our core principles that I know you and I have been all about for so many years, and that is build is greater than break. It's very easy to want to just tear it all down, hit the reset button. I mean, I'm guilty of even saying that too. Like, oh, we just need a hard reset. Like, it all just needs to be torn down, like down with the government, all that stuff. That's like, yeah. We all feel the same way, but the truth of the matter is, is if you look at the trajectory of our government, um, it doesn't really need a push. It's all deteriorating on its own without any of our involvement. And to be honest, perhaps a push will be needed one day, but what's way more important than tearing things down is building to have something beyond that. Right. And that if you look at the inception of our nation, that's what the people at the time were doing, you know, Back in 1775. Oh, oh you got to be kidding me. I completely just messed that up. Hold on. I got to play that again because it's on Telegram, so I can't like rewind. It's only a minute and a half. My apologies, guys. My Lord. I tell you, this is one of those days, like I said. It goes back to one of our like core principles. Creating on its own without any of our involvement. And to be honest, perhaps a push will be needed one day. But what's way more important than tearing things down is building to have something beyond that. Right. And that if you look at the inception of our nation, that's what the people at the time were doing. You know, back in 1775, it wasn't a bunch of people who had no plans beyond running the British out. These were people who were living on their own. They did not need the government. They were not dependent on the British government. The government was just in the way. Right. And when the government was finally out of the way, they already had everything they needed to live as communities, as towns, as states, and as a nation. Right. Now, they had a lot of work to do, 
but it was because they built for so many years, it was because they had capable men, strong families, and resilient communities that our nation was born. Right. That's right. There's a reason why I played that. You guys might be wondering, why, why, why is he playing this on a, on a Bible show? Well, for one, I'm not going to have a second show because, like I said, initially, as planned, I was going to have a I was going to do a special recording project that definitely ain't happening, um, given the time. And, you know, even though I took a long nap, I do need to still get to bed at a, at a decent time. Heck, I haven't even eaten dinner yet. So, <laughs> yeah, I had. Uh, yeah, I have to get something to eat yet. Um, but why did I play that? Well, and it'll be it'll probably be the first of two different times I'm going to play that. I'll play that on a different on another show. But. You know, I found that in my saved uh, messages on Telegram because I wanted to play that previously. Um, back to like what he was saying in that video, how, you know, we have a propensity to want to just, you know, tear down. Right. We want to tear down and we want to destroy everything that is not good. OK, in this country, um, kind of like almost like what God did when he saw how corrupt man was. Right. It's very easy to destroy. Just like it was very easy for God to destroy things with the, with the flood. Now, what we're failing to realize is that what we need to do is we need to rebuild. Just like he was saying that just like our founding fathers did back in 17, you know, back in the founding, uh, I say 1776, not so much that specific date, but back during the founding of this nation, you know, when they were trying to draft um, the founding documents, which, you know, created in this, you know, established this nation with a solid foundation of, of, of how we needed to govern ourselves. Um, and basically what he was saying in that video is, you know, while, while we were fighting the British, the people that were in the colonies of America in the meantime, were still preparing. They were not just preparing personally, um, but, you know, they were also preparing, um, I guess you could say socially and governmentally. OK, because remember, the people create government. Government does not create the people who creates people. Well, God creates people and then the people creates government. Now, finally, when they were successful at running out the British. OK, for for lack of time, I'm not going to get into the history of that. But when when they were successful for running out the British. the people who colonized already had taken many, many, many years while fighting the British, fighting for their lives, were still preparing and they were still creating. So then when it came time for them to be on their own, they were able to set forward on their own as a self-governed body politic. And so we have to remember to build building. We need to always continuously be building and creating. That is why the assembly of people is situated and put together. See, Michigan has been around for over 10 years now. Well, much longer than that. Uh, 11, 12, whatever, 12, 13 years now. Um, but when the assembly started getting going, it was like 2010, 2011. And. I often wondered for the longest time, I understand now, but for a while when I became an assemblyman, I wondered, I'm like, why did it take so long? Why did it take 10 years? Like you'd figure 10 years, 10, 11 years. We should have had, a, you know, we should have had all of our states long before that. 
No, far from it. What I didn't realize is in those 10, 11 years, they were using that decade to build up a foundation. Because how were the other states supposed to become a self-governable uh, body politic of people if they don't really have a system and processes that, which by the way, derive back to our founding of this nation, how are other states supposed to do it when, when, you know, cause it, everything has to be uniformed, right? Everything has to be uniformed. And so that's why it took so long for Michigan or excuse me, for other states to finally start falling in line. I got some very interesting audio pieces that I'm going to play. I'm not sure exactly what show I'm going to do it in. Maybe I might do it tomorrow. Um, as a matter of fact, maybe I just might do that tomorrow. So there's a show that when I talked to Kurt the other day, Kirk, not Kurt, sorry. When I talked to Kirk the other day, he told me to go back to a specific show um, that he did back in 2022 when he first came back uh, doing lives again for Kirk's Law Corner. He said, listen to this specific show. Now, I'll give you the specific show when I play after I play all these sound clips. Um, but he said, listen to this specific show and pay very close attention what I bring forward and what I read to you. I said, okay, I will do that. Well, I did just that. I'm going to listen to it again tomorrow. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, excuse me. No, that's a different sound clip. I have one, two. I have three sound clips totaling about 15 minutes. And there's definitely probably going to be more. So it might be a little bit of a longer show than just a half hour. Something occurred. And you're going to find out when I play, you know, when I when I play this, but something occurred January 1st of 2019. And I'm not going to get into the details. We'll save that for that show. But something occurred January 1st, 2019. It was game over for all the corrupt people that ran D.C. The swamp, right? The swamp that was supposed to get drained down. And not just the swamp in D.C., but something happened on January 1st, 2019, that was game over for all these elite evil scumbags around the world. And all you have to do is just a bit of research and look at Trump's own executive order, read the specific details of it, which Kirk does in this particular episode, which I, like I said, I, I clipped out some sound clips because it is about a two and a half hour show that he did. So I try to clip out some of the highlights and uh, it's it's pretty interesting. And so back to the Assembly of States, it kind of goes in line with kind of answering my question. Like, why did it take so long? Okay, so we have a bunch of people that got together, assembled Michigan back in like, what, 2010, 2011, and then they finally got to being a, you know, assembled and settled state at, at some point. They put out their public notice. You know, they did this, they did that. Well, how come it took forever to get Alaska? And then all of a sudden, all the other states, right? Because then you had Alaska, there's California, and I'm not sure about the order, but, you know, you I believe, I think it was Missouri next. I think then there's, I can't remember the exact order, but I believe Missouri came after Alaska. And then, you know, you got California, you got Georgia, you got Florida, you got North Dakota, Illinois, Oregon, you know, all these states. We got 16 states, need 38. 
But all this happened after 2020. I started wondering what the heck happened? Well, now it's all starting to make sense. See, while we were at war, see, we've been at world war for quite some time. People just don't, didn't know it. Why? Because the media hid it. Because the media is just as complicit as the cabal elitist out there. Why? Because they're their hand puppets. But we've been at world war, well, pretty much since 2017, you know, at the start of Trump's um, presidency for the corporation. Jason, I don't understand why you're telling us this. Well, the reason, again, I'm telling you this is because, again, I'm not having a second show, so I'm just kind of expanding a little bit on this. So I think that's what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to play these clips tomorrow. I'm going to make sure I get in the studio, make sure this monitor is working for one, because this was maddening. I never want to have this happen again. My Lord, this sucked. But we're going to get into this a little bit further. I got probably another couple more sound pieces I kind of want to clip out together um, to make sure we have what we need. But man, I tell you, when I heard it, guys, woo, it put a lot of pieces of the puzzle put, you know, together for me. And I, I kind of started realizing, okay, well, this makes sense now why this take took this long. And when you start kind of listening to more information, you start paying attention to what Trump actually said during his presidency, you start realizing, okay, the military operations that are actually occurring right now. Okay. That's, <laughs> That couldn't be more of a real thing than ever before. I mean, because literally all we have right now is just provisional government that Trump set up until the people come back to self-governing. So in the meantime, we're building and we're constructing and we're creating processes in the background. There are many white hats out there. I would consider Oscar one of those anyone who is in the assembly technically i would classify as a white hat there are many people in the background that are in the public sector or in the private sector excuse me you know that people i should say that are working on the processes to returning back to a self-governing status in america meantime we have a Provisional government, which is the military right now. And they're keeping things at bay. See, people always want to say, oh, prove to me that the military is in control. The military is the only way. That's what Q says. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There's bad elements of the military, but there is, make no mistake. And people like Oscar and others that actually serve. Now, I, I, I never served, but I know this to be true. That you have a thing called compartmentalized, you know, compartmentalized departments where one compartment uh, department, I should say, doesn't know what another department is doing. So while there are rogue elements in the military, yes. And yes, they're trying to promote drag queenism in certain parts of the military. Yes. Yes, there are certain elements in the military and the top brass trying to push these vaccine, excuse me, these death shots called COVID shots. Yes, doesn't mean that there aren't departments within the military that are compartmentalized that are helping restore and keep uh, 
I guess, put a bubble, if you will, around America until the people return back to self-governing. Because again, the military's job is not in governing a country. It can do it to a certain extent, but they're not the governing body. They need the people. They need the civil authority. They need the civil power of we the people. But until we the people get all of our seats filled up in at least 38 states to where we can then go into D.C. and start evicting these people and go literally into the people's house and tell these bar members, hey, um, you're in my seat. Yeah, we the people are returning back to self-governing, so you know we'll, we'll take it from here. So you're in my seat. Get out. Literally, that's exactly how it would go down. We would literally walk in, say, this is actually the people's seat, and you're occupying it unlawfully. So, a lot to cover tomorrow. I do, Again, I, I'm so sorry for being late today. Man, I feel ashamed of myself because I hate being late, guys. I really do. I absolutely... Uh, I key, I key, I I hate I hate being late. Gosh, does that I feel ashamed. I really do. I do not like being late. Man. Especially from oversleeping. But I tell you what, dude, I do feel well rested. So um I'm hoping tomorrow will be a fresher day. So but anyway, let's let's end this in prayer. <clears throat> yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you for this day. Uh we appreciate everything that you have done for us, still doing for us. Um, just want to say thank you for my family, for this community. This community is, is excellent. Love this community. And I hope we can grow it together, Father, um, to get more ears and eyes on the assembly. Most importantly, to get more ears and eyes on your Bible, on your text that you wanted us to learn from your first law book, your first history book, your first war manual, your first everything teaches us what we should be doing here on earth. Help us be your shining light to provide light for those that are living in a constant state of darkness, like my buddy at work. I pray for people like my friend at work who's in a dark state in his mind. He's tired. He's exhausted. He doesn't know what to do. And Satan, I know for a fact, because Satan did it to me, he is at his side every step of the way, trying to push him down and knock him down and set up traps and snares and, and anything else he can to get, to get him to fall and stumble and stay down. Father, we, we pray and rebuke Satan to the foot of the cross, which was washed in blood by Jesus Christ, your son that you gave us. We rebuke Satan. We cast him back into hell. You are our father. You, God, are the king, the sovereign of this world, heaven and earth. I pray that all of our actions, our thoughts, our words, our 
constantly in alignment with your divine will. And when we stumble ourselves, I just hope that you're always there to catch us quickly. We ask for your armor each and every day. I pray for the protection of my friend at work. I pray for my buddy, my other buddy at work who is dealing with marital issues. I pray for anybody here who's dealing with their own cross to bear. You know the cries of different people's hearts. Though they may not openly put it here on chat or speak about it verbally out loud, you know what people are going through. So I pray that you answer the people's prayers. I pray for this nation. I pray for our assembly of states and the people within the assembly. Thank you for each and every one of these individual men and women who want nothing more than to restore this republic. Let this plan take place and be carried out in a swift, quick, and expedited manner so we can finally start moving forward to continue to build up what has been destroyed all along. Thank you for another day in life and good health, and thank you for family. We pray all of this in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. Amen. I do appreciate your uh, your patience with me today. Uh, like I said, I, I, I'm just completely ashamed of myself that I was uh, this late. You know, real quick, actually, because I didn't play it. And, you know, just because I was late doesn't mean um, I shouldn't do this. Let me pull up. Um, hold on a second. I do want to pull up something, guys. So I always like to play my, you know, my dad jokes at the beginning of the show to try to, you know, put a little comedy in there. So let me find my awesome dads here. Here we go. I found it. I found one. All right. Ready? Here we go. Connection at my farm is really sketchy. So I moved the modem to the barn. Now I have stable Wi-Fi. My friend said to me, my kid refuses to eat fish. Any recommendations on a replacement? I said, cats. Cats love fish. My wife worships me. She puts burnt offerings in front of me every night. <laughs> I hate when my wife gets mad at me for being lazy. It's not like I did anything. <laughs> my wife said to me, I hate myself because I look fat. Can you give me a compliment? I said, you have perfect eyesight, honey. <laughs> I no longer see my wife and kids. And it's all because of gambling. I won the lottery. Again. <laughs> and it's all because of gambling. I won the lottery and moved to Hawaii. <laughs> I asked my wife to rate my listening skills. She said, you're an eight on a scale of 10. I still don't know why she wants me to urinate on a skeleton. I warned my children about using their whistle inside the house, and I gave them one last chance. Unfortunately, they blew it. You think gas and electric bills are expensive. Have you seen chimneys? They're through the roof. <laughs> Yesterday, I opened my water bill and my electric bill at the same time. I was shocked. 
Oh, you get it. I opened up my water bill and electric bill at the same time. I was shocked. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got for the evening. I do appreciate your joining here. There are your dad jokes for the day. And uh, like I said, until next time, we'll be back here tomorrow um, for another Bible reading. And like I said, we'll do a um, it won't necessarily be a KLC review, but uh, it's definitely going to be some clips from Kirk's Law Corner that I will be playing. Um, like I said, it's going to kind of frame out and help answer more questions after I heard this show. It's going to really give you a lot of aha moments because it did for me. And I knew a lot, uh, you know, I, I figured out and connected a lot of dots and realized what was going on militarily just by the, you know, the requisitions, the 21 requisitions and the orders that the people in assembly put forward to the military. But when you actually read an executive order that Trump put forward, which is a military order. And then you start seeing the details of it and hearing the details of it and, and, and what that looks like. Oh man. Oh man. Let's just say, let's just say, uh, there's probably a reason. <laughs> I'll just say this. There's probably a reason why we were seeing an ammo shortage for that time. I'll just leave it there. And it wasn't because of the bad people getting the ammo. We'll just say that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back here tomorrow. God bless wherever you're at in the world. Have a great day, great night, and we're going to see you back here tomorrow. Promptly, hopefully, I don't have any technology issues, at 7 p.m. All right. Have a good night or day, ladies and gentlemen. God bless.